get close. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Vitology Podcast. Ryan, how are you doing? Hey, I am doing great, Josh. It oh. is good to be sitting next to you again. Yes. Not on video. It really, it really is. Yeah. Now, you, you were uh, you were wide, you were honest about this on Sunday. Yep. That uh, something happened, right? Yeah, our house got hit with COVID. Well, no. I've heard that not your whole house. Not my whole house. <laughs> got hit with COVID, right? No, only the females in our house got COVID. Okay. you're not. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, that COVID only affects women only affects is what I'm hearing. Yeah, is that, that is yeah. that what you believe? Yeah. For because <laughs> 14 days, our house was like a Jewish synagogue where we had men on one side and women on the other. Oh, and my goodness. it was quite the experience okay so, okay well please don't i don't joke that. about that i mean it was it, it wasn't it wasn't fun no um at all and no. i know that it's been a, a way bigger challenge for some people than it was for our family so just know if uh, you're sick or you have loved ones that are we're we are we pray uh, as a staff for people Absolutely. on a weekly basis Absolutely. but also we take this seriously and joke yes. around a little bit personally <laughs> yes. but you know i take it seriously on a corporate level yes i will stop joking Right now. No. Okay. All right. Uh, so no, it is not a, a female thing. That's not that. I think that's how they get started, though, because that's how rumors. It, start. Yes. It, this I, I have learned though that um, you can you can believe things about the coronavirus or about COVID or something like that, and you know what you believe matters. It does. It does matter in some circles. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and we neither of us are qualified to really talk about COVID. Yeah, I think we would be the first people. <laughs> To say that yes indeed yes indeed well well hey if you're joining us uh live we are uh we're on facebook and youtube and we'd love it if you say hello to us in the feed uh would you make a comment and tell us you're there uh you can ask questions there uh, as always we love it when you send in questions to questions at escc.org you have yeah. to use that email thing you know you have to go on a computer or a phone or something like that you can leave them in the chat also if you don't mind you, it being public absolutely so, can anything like that we'd love to interact with you absolutely would absolutely would and uh and we're um if you're joining us on the podcast that means you found us uh if you're if you're watching live and can't catch all of this episode it will be in your podcast feed wherever Good podcasts are found. Or just podcasts. Or any podcast. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of not good podcasts. <laughs> but uh, we are the Vitology Podcast. Um, you can search that. You can search Emmanuel Faith Community Church as well. And uh, one of those ways, uh, hopefully, you can find us. And if you need a little help, you know, you can send a question to questions at ESCC.org. All right. But uh, if you're listening on the podcast, then that is useless information because you found us. You found us. Good Congratulations. work. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. And good afternoon to Dennis Field. How are you doing? And uh, oh, Nicole is saying hello. So glad that you guys are joining us. Um, we uh, we haven't we haven't done this like this for a couple weeks now. Uh, so. If, if uh, technology is a problem, if sound is a problem, I think we're going to sound better than we have. Good. We should. Good. But um, we're always learning these things. We are. And, we are. Uh, we're, we're on a journey here. We are. We are. And so uh, we're glad. Um, oh, so someone named, oh, Leanne has said that uh, it's been a few years since she's seen you, Leanne Eller. Yeah. Oh, it's been a few years. Right on. Hi, well, Leanne. Glad that you found us, Leanne. 
Um, so uh, what we do here, if you're uh, new to this, because uh, we're on a Tuesday today too, or yeah. usually Wednesday nights, had some uh, scheduling conflicts. Why are we on a Tuesday? Yeah, Ryan, why are we? <laughs> no, I think it's all because you, you're teaching so much yeah. tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, blame me. <laughs> all right, I'm going to be out of town somewhere uh, <laughs> tomorrow. So uh, that's really it's really my fault. I take full credit, but um, we are, we are, um, uh, what we do here is we talk about um, literally anything, um, but we often are trying to, to, to go a little deeper into the messages that are, are preached oftentimes the week before, sometimes the one after, if you, uh, if you'd like to catch up, we'd love to have you. If you're joining us from out of town or something and not familiar, you can go to efcc.org. Okay. Emmanuel faith community church. That's efcc.org and, uh, all sorts of great sermons. Uh, we started a new series this, this yeah, week. Yeah, we did we? the way this is a so excited series. for it. Yeah. I think it is a big series. It's intended to be a series that sort of gives vision for where we're going. As a church, it gives language for uh, the way that we're going to try to make disciples, which is the Great Commission. It's the reason the church exists. And so, yeah, it's a pretty serious, uh, pretty serious series as far as its importance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, around staff here, we're very excited about this. We've been we've been processing these ideas mm -hmm. for the better part of a year, yep. maybe more. Maybe more. Um, and uh and so to, to kind of get this out, some of these, these ideas, um, and Ryan, this is, you know, even from a, a staff perspective, um, we've been talking about them so much. I, I'm, I'm worried that we, um, that they, that as we speak to people about them, that it's kind of like old hat to them, even though this is often new material right, for right. our congregation, because we've been dealing with it for so long. I don't want it to just kind of, you know, just be like something that we've, always said which is not yeah there's some new new ideas here um, new ways of looking at the same ideas really right? i think so yeah and and specifically in in our church context different different language or different passages that we're going this passage is really a foundational passage this is important and i think anytime you're doing theology one of the things you have to do is we believe all of the scripture is true mm -hmm. and yet we give different weightiness to some passages yeah. in the way that we allow them to shape our orthopraxy, like how we actually live. Okay. So orthopraxy meaning like right living, yeah. right? And okay. orthodoxy would be right doctrine, right doctrine, belief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, the way that, so we're looking at a few passages to go, we really want these passages to rest on us mm -hmm. with a weightiness in shaping how we organize ourselves as a staff, as a church community, the things that we chase after, the goals that we have, th these things are going to rest on us with some weightiness. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and hopefully, this is not just hopefully, I mean, the idea is, I and mean, you said this Sunday morning, that if if this were, you know, people wanted to know a, a vision for what, what a man of faith wanted to look like. This is it. So, yeah. so these are sort of some, some key ideas. Yes. Over the next seven weeks, us. we'll go, I think what you'll see is us unearthing really three ideas that we go, mm. we have to be about these things. And then subsequently practices and ways to really make that vision a reality in our life. Got it. Got it. That's great. That's great. Hey, you know, um, before we get into that, um, I do want to, you know, Jesus, 
just uh, just posted here. Jesus Vargas. He says, um, I have COVID and I need healing. Been in bed for 14 days. Need my strength back. Man. He's saying, pastors, pray for me. Yeah. You want to pray for I'd, me? I'd love that. Um, I, let's do that right now. Jesus, I'm out there. We're, gonna, we're just going to pray live on a podcast. Um, and uh, if you're joining later, um, pray for Jesus. Let's do that right now. Lord God, I just, I, we lift up Jesus to you. We ask for healing in the name of Jesus. Uh, Lord God, we we do not like this thing, uh, this sickness, um, and especially when it puts people out of work and mm-hmm. and, uh, and in bed. Um, healing. God, would you just touch his body? You are Please. the great physician, Lord, yeah. and pr- I pray for him right now. And uh, Lord, we just think of all the people that are dealing with this, the effects of this, whether it's them personally or dealing with uh, uh, lost work and uh, yeah. lost wages, all those things, God, we just lift them up and we pray for your healing touch. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All amen. right. All right. It's just, we'll be praying for you. And uh, right on. Oh, look at others are as well. So that's great. Right on. Well, um, okay, so um, there's a lot that, that you talked about. I thought, by the way, let me just say, I thought it was a great overview. Right on. A great overview. In fact, uh, we're already talking. We're going we're gonna to post this sermon cool. on our kind of on our discipleship tools page as a way to get a quick overview. So if, if, uh, if you haven't, um, this is a great sermon to go listen to and to just get an idea. Um, and that, that was really the idea of this, this sermon. Yeah, that was the hope, yeah. was to give an overview of where we're going over the next really seven weeks together, but now the next six weeks, I, I think sort of the inside of writing sermons, right? You're, uh, yeah. Writing sermons is, um, is, is not easy, and I, I don't say that to go, woe is me, right? But <laughs> it's a great challenge every week. And especially when you're doing sort of a vision series, you just, you feel this like, oh, I just want to, I'm bleeding for this. I want people to get it. And one of the challenges was I felt like there was a long runway to Mm. take off, right? So it wasn't just a, let's jump in and talk about where we're going. It's, Mm. it was trying to set some context Mm. for where we're going using the the scriptures and really trying to uh, tell the story that. Matthew tells in the calling of the first disciples. So um, we really could have gone to any of the gospels that we wanted to, to find the story of the calling of the first disciples in in unique ways in each one. But I I felt like Matthew was the one, is the one that paints a really vivid picture Mm -hmm. and then lays out a pathway that is easy to memorize and Mm -hmm. follow. And so that was why we utilized Matthew. I love that. I love yeah. that. In fact, um, I, I believe we'll be looking at some of the other ones this this weekend. You'll be looking at John. Yeah. John, right? Yeah, John this, is a unique one. John, then, John's just unique in general, right? He's like, John is, I, I, I have heard it said, but I say to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then the following week, I'll, I'll get to take a look at the, the gospel. I mean, his calling to the disciples in Mark. In Mark. Yeah. That's cool. And there's nuance in each there that is. just draws out a different a different emphasis and Matthew's emphasis. And this is one of the challenges in preaching it from Matthew is he really centers on the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. And so we had to, well, first, can I just dive in a little bit? Um, One of the things that was really interesting to me in studying this was the way that Matthew brought in the prophet Isaiah. Yes. And so I don't know why I hadn't, really put together those pieces before i, I mean i never have that yeah. i think that was a that was a totally new insight to me where so, yeah. he's he's quoting isaiah chapter 9 verse verses 1 and 2 
the, in the land of Zebulon and of Tali, the people who have been walking in darkness have seen a great light. Mm -hmm. And, and he said, he, Matthew says, this prophecy is being fulfilled. Yes. That same prophecy goes on to say, unto us a child is born, a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Which, which is very Christmassy. Very Christmassy. <laughs> yes. And it turns and out very disciple also. Yes. <laughs> and so the calling of the first disciples huh. is precipitated by the announcement that this light that pierces the darkness, whose name is Jesus, has arrived onto the scene. Yeah. And all of these things in Isaiah chapter 9 are being fulfilled in their hearing. And that right there is, is unique because I believe that most of the time that I've heard that talked about and probably even myself talking about that passage right. has been uh, thinking that, that what Isaiah is pointing to is something that's not yet. Yes. That is still down the Me road, too. right? Me too. The only problem with that is the Bible, right? Where it says, <laughs> yeah. so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, this is Matthew chapter four, verse 14, uh -huh. might be fulfilled. Might be, yeah. Right. And so uh, it's, it is this, it, in the least, it's the light that pierces the darkness it's, that's being fulfilled. But I, I would say the, the light that Isaiah talks about in, in verse two is, more and more clearly defined as the child that is born, yes. Jesus, the Messiah. Yes. Yes. So, but that, that just means that, that our, that being a disciple, mm -hmm. that Jesus's call to being a disciple is actually fulfilling more than what we've ever kind of given it credit for, at least not we, but at least I will oh, say, um, it's so much more than that. Yeah, I mean, if I had two hours to preach this sermon, mm -hmm. um, which, oh man, that was be awesome. <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, I, I would have started in Genesis chapter one. I would have mm. talked about the way that God created and the way that God essentially set up his kingdom. Mm -hmm. He put his yeah. image bearers in his kingdom yeah. that were called to carry out his mandates. And I think Matthew is just retelling the story of creation in a lot of ways, where mm -hmm. God is creating a kingdom, and then he's looking to populate it with image bearers, with mm -hmm. people who would look mm -hmm. like him and execute his kingdom rule and reign, yeah. or or have dominion, to use Genesis 2 language, over his kingdom that he could entrust to leading and living in his kingdom. This is, I think this is exactly what's going on hmm. in Genesis 1 and 2, recapitulated in now Jesus bringing about new creation that actually mm -hmm. reflects original creation. Wow. Wow. So that this is, in a sense, the the new way to, to using that, that term, bear his image the new way to, to be his representative. On be his representative. To, to, um, so like the Orthodox church would talk about, we always carry the image. It, the mm. question is, do we carry the likeness? Mm. So we're created to carry the image and the likeness. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how far into sin we fall, the image of God is still implanted on every single person. Mm -hmm. um, they, but they would distinguish between the image and the likeness. I think the dis discipleship is walking into the likeness yeah as you also carry the image. Yeah, I love that. Now, 
I, and I also think though here we could go talking about Genesis for a long time, which we need to do one of these days. Mm. We need to do a series on Genesis. Oh, that would be fun. Coming your way, fall. No, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's I don't do know. it. Let's do it. But but um, oftentimes that the image of God is um, is often seen as kind of passive. That, right. that that it is something placed on people, mm-hmm. and what you're saying is it's kind of also a calling. It's yeah. a calling for people that they're that the people God put here, there in the garden, us yeah. now, yeah, and especially now as disciples, that that image is more than just something passive that we we have, Correct. Um, but it's, it's something, something that we we are, we are, it's yeah. some, and it's something that because it's something we are, it's something we do. So in mm. Genesis. You just read through and look at all the things that Adam and Eve are commissioned to do. Mm-hmm. They're commissioned to care for the mm. earth. They're commissioned to uh, create themselves. Mm. They're commissioned to do a number of different things, right? And so that's all about mm. carrying the image of God. Mm. It's about the way that we interact in his world. And so I think when Jesus is is introducing so after this prophecy in isaiah jesus says repent so change your mind in a way that leads to a change in your action repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand he's going god is breaking in and it's possible for us today to live under his gracious and good life-giving rule and reign Mm. Mm. So that that's the announcement that Jesus is making. Yes, and I love, by the way, that this this says that this was that Jesus began preaching this. He began preaching this. Um, it makes it sound like this is not just a one-time message. Yeah, I mean, so Matthew four seventeen. From that time, Jesus began to preach. It, yes. And according to Luke chapter four, Jesus says, "This is the message. The kingdom of God is at hand. This is the message." I have to preach. I was sent for this purpose. Yes. To preach this message. Okay. Just this uh, little teaser. Friday's devotional is all about this. Nice. Um, and and interestingly, the time at which he started started preaching that was the time that John the Baptist um, was put in prison. Ah. So John's ministry stopped and Jesus starts right there. Ooh. And earlier in like uh, in the beginning of chapter three, or four, shoot. Um, Matthew tells us what John's message is. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Matthew 3, verse three. 2. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Matthew's... Repent. I mean, his, I mean sorry. What John's message was the exact, exact same, same words. Yeah. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. These guys, and it, it makes it sound like that's all they preached. Like, that's their that was their main message, in other words, I think. It, there's no doubt, Josh. I, I And I don't know... I. I I think maybe it's been that message has been lost because mm. it's um, it's hard to grab a hold of. It's a little bit slippery. It can be a little bit ambiguous. We're we, we're better at teaching morality, right? System, yeah. especially in a Western world, scientific method. What can we? Uh, what's observable, mm. measurable, repeatable? Those types of things. Like that's easier for us. Mm. The concept of a kingdom is a little bit more difficult. It. it has a tendency to remain conceptual. Okay. Yeah. And is that, I mean, is that because we don't really, well, we don't live in kingdom. We don't, we don't live in a monarchy. No. That's a challenge for us. No. Um, so yeah, kind of getting in that mindset is a little different. Right. That, that there is a, um, the kingdom. So now, 
that back then they would have understood this language to mean something. Whereas I think what you're saying, we see it as this, you know, very biblical idea. I, I don't know that we talk about kingdom much no. in our and world, it, we right? can talk about why in just in, yeah, in yeah. a few minutes. I, I think in some streams of the church, kingdom has been pushed only to the future. Hmm. Um, and then in some yeah. streams, it's probably been like ju- only grounded in the present. And I, I want to say it's actually both. But I do think that if you were to have told, uh, like Jesus did, first century Jews that Isaiah 9 was fulfilled, and yet Rome was still, you know, holding them under its thumb pretty harshly. I mean, there's stories of 2,000 Jews being killed on Roman crosses in one day outside of a city. And Jesus is saying, kingdom of God's at hand. There's a lot of hands in the air. Don't, we, there are a lot of questions. <laughs> um, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, yeah, right? Yes. Huh. And so I guess if we wrestle with huh. the idea that the kingdom of God is at hand and yet the world doesn't look the way that we think it should look in light of the kingdom's presence, all of Jesus's first listeners would have had those same questions. They, okay. they would have had to wrestle through those same things. Okay, so they had an idea of what the kingdom was supposed to look like in their in their view it doesn't necessarily mean that was the way that it, it does look like it, oh yeah i mean but, there's times where they try to pin jesus down to make mm, him king that's right, right. yeah and he's yeah. like sneaky fast yeah. out of the crowd and disappears yes but they they want to make him king yeah so they want to set up an actual i mean literal uh kingdom yes um with uh you know with power this is why the disciples fight over who's going to sit next to him correct right in his kingdom they're not they're not fighting over who's going to sit next to him in heaven right one day it they're actually fighting about hey i i literally want to be the your right hand man in you know in in ruling the world uh ruling you know at least that part of the world right yeah hmm. yeah and and i don't know that the, the disciples were ever really able to let go of that idea now, I, I think they eventually got there, but even after the resurrection, they say to him, I think it's in Acts chapter uh, one, verse 11. Okay. They say to him, they say to Jesus, uh, so now are you restoring the kingdom? That's right. Is it uh, right. Acts 11 or Acts, uh, or it's, or Acts 1, 11 or 1, 6 and 7? It's, it's one of those two. Um, so, yeah. so is now the time? And they, what they want to do, this is uh, ironic. What they want to do is take something cosmic and yeah. make it national. Uh, so what yes. Jesus has done is is cosmic. He has defeated the powers and the kingdom of mm-hmm. darkness. And they want to go, yeah, that's awesome. Can you just now put us in charge of Rome? Yes. Yeah, because you're exactly right. It was, it was verse, six. verse 6. They yeah. say, Lord, will you at this time restore and get, you're exactly right, restore the kingdom to Israel. Uh, yeah, not, not them. Doesn't even, he doesn't, they, they don't even use his terminology of the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, right. um, but make it ours. Correct. <laughs> that's, that's well, and, and so one day he will set up his kingdom on earth. I mean, I, I, I do believe that. Um, and, so I, I believe that there will be a day where the wolf and the lamb lie down together yeah, yeah. and these pictures painted and I, that's Isaiah chapter 11, but there's all sorts of pictures and prophecies in Isaiah. 
And I, I tend to go, yeah, that's going to happen someday. It just wasn't the kingdom that Jesus was bringing about then mm-hmm. because of the nature, and, and we can dive into this now if we want, of this now, but not yet. Okay. Okay. Let's um, let's get there in just a minute. Um, Carol has a great question that is fits in right here. Um, Carol Pete, welcome. Thank you for asking. Um, so Because this is right where I was going. So she's on a wavelength here. So is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven the same thing? Yeah. Functionally, yes. So oftentimes what you'll see is different biblical authors use different terminology, but they're still, they're, they're talking about essentially the same thing. One of the challenges, I I think kingdom of God is a little bit easier for us to, um, to grasp because the kingdom of God clearly has a ruler and it's Mm -hmm. God, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, it's his kingdom. And by nature, any kingdom or monarchy has a king. This king is God or or Jesus is the king. Yeah. Well, the kingdom of heaven that we struggle with that a little bit for two reasons. One, it doesn't explicitly identify the king, right? Because heaven isn't the, the king. And we also confuse the kingdom of heaven with heaven as this like ethereal place that we will go when we're absent from the body present with the Lord before our end of re- like resurrection life mm-hmm. and a restored and renewed uh, heaven and earth. Okay. So I think that's the challenge. It's, it, it gets a little bit murky. So we're saying that when we say, when we hear kingdom of heaven, um, that's not just a statement about the future one day. Correct. Because that I think that's that's big right there, that a, a lot of us uh, think that w- when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven, which if I'm right, that's Matthew's that, that's, favorite said, term. That, yeah, to, Matthew, to talk about Matthew that. loves that term. Okay. Yeah. And or, Matthew uses both. Uh, he does. uses kingdom of God a few times. but He, he starts to use the kingdom of God more, if I'm correct, when he... Um, kingdom parables that he tells Matthew chapter 13. I believe he uses the terminology, the kingdom of God in Matthew chapter 13. Interesting. So I think Josh, one of the best lenses that we have is, um, uh, the Lord's prayer. Yes. So our, we pray your kingdom come, your will be done. And so at that point, we may go, okay, time out. What do you mean by that? Your mm-hmm. kingdom come, your will be done. So is it possible for God's will to not be done? And well, now, oh, man, I guess I'd have to say that Jesus seemed to think so. Jesus seemed to think so. Within his will, within his, his will that he hath decreed, okay. there is freedom uh-huh. for his desires to not become a reality okay we see this all the time right in the life of jesus we see jesus in matthew chapter 13 looking over jerusalem Mm -hmm. saying jerusalem jerusalem oh how i long to gather you under my under my brood like a mother hen gathers her chicks but you were unwilling it was god's desire didn't become a reality Mm -hmm. he he longs for every person Mm -hmm. to be saved and come to a knowledge of him but we know that that isn't going to be a reality. So within God's decreed will, there is space for human choice and interaction and freedom. So in one sense, it's God's will Hmm. that God doesn't always get his desires. Okay. It's in God's will 
it's like you just said it's in god's will that god doesn't always get his will right <laughs> yeah, i tried there? to mix it up to not the words, utilize but... that same term uh -huh. but yeah huh and so i would still maintain absolute sovereignty yeah that bit, but in that by that i mean that this is the way that god set it up mm. and this is the way god wanted to set it up there's a reason he set it up this mm. way oh i like that so jesus can genuinely pray your may your kingdom come may your will be done so that's when his kingdom like if if we are living in the kingdom it means we're living out his will hmm. that's what jesus just said and what does that look like that looks like when what happens in heaven where jesus rules and reigns and is worshiped perfectly and there's no sin when when what goes on in heaven actually shows itself on earth as well that's when the kingdom comes okay okay now but hold on there because um, I, I actually did have a youth pastor of mine tell me that uh, that heaven, he was pretty sure that heaven was somewhere in our solar system. Is is that um, yeah, who is it? Carl Sagan was. I think that's a, is uh, Carl Sagan. We we have been to space and God is not there. Like you know, <laughs> did he say that? Yeah, that's something, something like something that. Like I, I don't know if it's Carl Sagan. Don't don't quote me on that. But um, yeah. But that was the sentiment, right? Like was, we yeah. were looking for a spatial, like place to go and find God. Mm -hmm. Well, and now we're learning all sorts of different things about different dimensions and string theory and all sorts of stuff like that. And so I, I don't know how fruitful of a conversation <laughs> it is to talk about the spatial nature yes. and like physical where physically heaven is, except that to say that. We believe that when we're absent from the body, we'll be present with the Lord mm -hmm. in some sort of, I believe, some sort of conscious existence that is pre-bodily resurrection. Okay. Okay. So, but but when 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 Jesus there is talking about um, God's will being done in heaven, he, he he's not talking about a location somewhere. Uh, it's necessarily like a physical location. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's more of a of a realm. You mentioned that that. That's a, that's a, a realm or a it's it's the place where god's will what god wants done is done is done okay and that's what a kingdom is huh. a kingdom is any place where the reign your kingdom is the range of your effective rule oh, that's right so you it's, said that, yeah. it's where what you want done gets done okay the range of your effective will so um when <laughs> when what i want done gets done that's where my kingdom is. So, so, so like, some of us, it's a very small place. When you get a puppy, it is no place. There's no, <laughs> you lose your yeah. kingdom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> is Chris Torres on? He's my yeah. dog trainer. Dog trainer. Oh, oh, I see. So you're trying to bring, you're trying to bring Louie under your kingdom. I, I want Louie. <laughs> To see okay, that, to, and to live under my will rather than exerting his own. I good. want Louis to live in my kingdom. Okay, so it takes some training of Louis. Louis looks a lot like me, though. He has his own ideas of what a kingdom should look like, and his ideas are his ideas. Yeah, I actually don't think that's a terrible. That's really like, not a terrible actually. analogy. Like it, it's where what I'm trying to do is have him to come under my rule and reign. So that he can experience the good life. His life will be better if he stops destroying all of my lights in my backyard. I promise you it will. But he's but he is bent on continuing to do it. I think right? there's a lot of things where God would say to you and I, your life would be so much better. 
Oh. If you would just come under my good hmm. and gracious rule and reign. And that's why the nature and character of God is so important when we talk about God's kingdom, because this isn't to live in God's kingdom, which we said is the goal of a disciple is to, to live in God's kingdom under Jesus's reign. This is implicitly an invitation to life and joy and peace and hope mm. and good. That, yes. That's the invitation on the table. Oh, that's good. I like that a lot. So that it's not, um, it's not that, that, God just, I just want to be king, right? right? Like no. this, this sense of like, because it's all about me. Correct. In fact, actually what you're saying is it's the exact opposite. It's really more about you. Yeah. And I think if it were, if it were God saying, this is about me, you would see hmm. the kingdom not as offered, but imposed. But the kingdom hmm. is always an offer. It's always Jesus. And that's why hmm. I called this sermon the glorious invitation. It is an invitation. Mm. It's not an imposition. It's Ooh, it's Jesus good. saying to us, well, do you want to follow? It's him saying to the rich young man, well, are you willing to give up yeah. your wealth and follow? Or do you want to hold on to that? Okay. It's even Jesus saying, I remember when my, my spiritual director was trying to get me to see this. And he said, Ryan, like, look at the way that Jesus interacted with Judas. He didn't try to talk mm. him out of what he was going to do. He said, if this is in your heart to do, do it quick. Hmm. I mean, this, like Jesus, this is your disciple. Like reason with him, like get heavy. If there ever were a time to get heavy handed, oh. it's to put your armor on Judas and say, Judas, think about where this leads if you do this. Hmm. That's not what he says. Hmm. If you're going to do it, do it quick. But so much of the way we live, we want to control people. Oh. In fact, I mean, I think about that interpersonally in our relationships. I think about that with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want them to experience the, the wrong thing. So I try to control. I feel like I do that at times with the people that I'm meeting and like discipling. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is that's what every earthly kingdom has ever been. And, and it's imposed. And the kingdom of God is distinctly upside down, even in that huh. way. Yeah. Even in that way. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't get a choice of whose kingdom you live in, right. um, if you know, in, in an earthly kingdom. If you were born in this place, to this family, to this whatever, then you're under this ruler, mm -hmm. right? And then if they get in a fight and they compete and one takes over. And you're in. You're in. <laughs> well, now you have to just switch allegiance, right? Yeah. Switch to the new. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I. I think there's something there. I think that that's mm. that is an important distinction about the way that Jesus sets up his kingdom. and And that was one of the reasons that i I said in my message, um, let me get the exact way that I said it. With every decision we choose, whether we live in God's kingdom. Mm. So it's not an imposition. It's an offer. And the way that we respond to the offer is not just a one-time decision. Yes, I will follow. It's a, moment by moment, am I going to allow my mind to be transformed and renewed by your truth, God? Mm. And am I going to make decisions that are in line with the character of my king? Because I can't live in, I can't effectively live in the kingdom if I'm saying I'm not willing to follow the king. Mm. Okay. So now, but even that is slightly different because I think we often talk about it as if um, I'm a part of the kingdom because of something 
that happened a long time ago. Yeah. Right. I made a decision, which that, that may be an entry, but, but what you're saying is that to continually live. In continually live. Yeah. So I think, right, like a decision to follow Jesus or put our faith in Jesus to, uh, according to John chapter one, verse 12, to, to receive See, yeah. him. I think that makes us citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's what our birth certificate now says, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now the question is whether or not we will actualize that and actually live in it, that that is a moment by moment, decision by decision. Hmm. And I think this repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand is not just a one-time invitation. I think every day Jesus says to us, do you want to repent? Because mm. the kingdom of heaven's at hand. You could choose to forgive. Like the kingdom of heaven is here. You could choose to love. The huh. kingdom of heaven is here. You could choose to trust me rather than trying to control everything. The kingdom of God is at hand. So I don't, we view that as a one-time thing. But as Martin Luther said, all of life is repentance. Yeah. Yeah, that was number one, right? Number one on the 95 Theses he huh. nailed to the Wittenberg door. All yeah. of life is repentance. And and I don't think he meant it to be some dour, like, you got to keep repenting. <laughs> I think he so meant it bad. as this beautiful invitation from Jesus. Like, oh, like when you feel huh. that rise up in you, you can turn from it. You can rethink the way that you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a, there's some, there's hope in that in repentance. I think so. There's, there's grace and repentance and that we can change and grow and we're not done. Oh, uh, that's, that's good. Now, um, Carol again is on something good here. Oh, oh, Liz says that Louie needs to learn the rule and reign of Ryan, by the way, that's a, amen. that's a good line. Amen, and, and Liz. That's just amen, I like Matt. that. Thank you. <laughs> that is right. That's good. Um, now Carol's got another one here. That's a great good. question. Good. Um, so the kingdom of God has already come. Okay. We started right. going down this and, um, has already come and is is in you and me now. Correct. Um, and but but will be consummated or complete uh, when he comes again. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Right. And I would say exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation <laughs> point. Yes, Carol. You're 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 spot on. And I think that's where a lot of people get get confused. One of the points I made during my message was that the now but not yet terminology is helpful. Um, and I, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's incorrect, but I, I think there's something that's a little bit more, a more biblical way hmm. of looking at it is that the kingdom of God is here, but it currently has competition. Now, mm -hmm. it's competition that will inevitably be defeated because of the cross. It already okay. has been defeated because of the cross, but we need that victory to be actualized in the same in order for the kingdom to be on full display. So I think the difference is that when Jesus comes back, it's not that he brings more of the kingdom with him. It's that he finally and forever defeats uh, his enemies. Okay, so he defeats the, the thing in us that is keeping us from, from you know, continuing to, sure. to live. He, he, World, yeah. flesh, devil. I mean, yeah. however you want to, like the kingdom of darkness, it, the kingdom of darkness that sometimes reigns in us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of that will be uh, finally and completely defeated at okay. his return. So, but I don't think that there's any more of the kingdom he brings. Ah. That's the distinction. I, I think that there's the enemies that are defeated and then the kingdom and only the kingdom of God shines mm. and is on full display. Mm. Is that? Yeah, totally. Does that make sense? So now, but not yet is, I, I think it's a fine way to look at it. 
Um, but the not yet portion isn't that there's more coming. It's actually just that the competition is defeated. Got it. Got it. Oh, so that his kingdom will, um, it won't be necessarily, uh, won't have to be a hard choice or, uh, we don't know what that's going to look like and how that's going to be, but it, it won't be the competition right anymore. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, and maybe, maybe by then we'll, we will recognize that this is the right way to live. Yeah, I think, I think we will. And, and I, I think it'll be an inside out transformation, mm. right? It'll be a, why would we want to choose something other than yeah, yeah, our yeah. king? Um, I, I did this quick little study, just a few things about the kingdom of God, and then we can go on. Uh, the The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is okay, okay, at hand according to the Bible. Okay, it is the gospel. It is only received like a child. Yeah, uh, it is being everyone is forcing their way into it according to luke 16 which is fascinating it is driving out evil according to luke 17 it is within you according to luke 17 it is only seen when you're born again so Ooh. that is john one of the sort of clandestine missions of john chapter 3 in in its born again terminology is actually you're awakened to the kingdom huh that so that's okay. that is a distinctive of being born again. Interesting. Oh man, and that, uh, can I just oh yeah, please because then if you talk about being born again and then then some of the language about about a rebirth or you know, kind of a resurrection is almost a new born into like almost born into more fully. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that that we're born into it, but that, that competition is still there. And so in the new birth of, of, of resurrection, resurrected bodies, then we are fully in the kingdom. Oh, that's yeah. I, I, when I saw that, I went, oh, gosh, that, that aligns mm. so well with um, the terminology being born again. The kingdom has to be a part of that. Totally. Huh, um, the kingdom of heaven is not. So there's an interesting translating war going on. Uh, among scholars about John, John chapter 18, verse 36. So the kingdom of, of heaven is not from this world or, oh, and, or yes, it's not yes, yes. of this world. Of this I world. think the Greek word is the word ek, and okay. it could be translated either way. Right. Yeah. So um, the, the implication of translating it of is it, some people go, well, see, it's not here. Mm. And I, I think that's a, I think that's the wrong translation. I think it's not from this world, meaning it's, it doesn't emerge from this world system as if to say, you can't just continue on the path of improvement and mm. progress and eventually get the kingdom. Okay. No, the kingdom has to come from outside of the world system, mm -hmm. which is exactly what we were saying just a little while ago, right? Yes. It's a totally different kind of kingdom. It's an upside down kingdom. Yeah. You actually enter it through dying, not through your own victory. So um, the kingdom of heaven is not from this world. Mm. The kingdom of heaven is peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Th there's a whole lot of like list of things we can do and go and say, but that's just a, a brief cursory view of some of the things that scripture says about the kingdom. Interesting. One of the most explicit places it talks about the not yet kingdom is Matthew 26, verse 29, when Jesus says, I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day 
when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Wow. So uh, the kingdom <laughs> in what I would argue is new creation. Yeah. I guess we're going to be celebrating communion. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, anyways, where is, oh, at least. Hmm. I will not drink of the fruit of this the vine again. And then they're talking and they're about, talking about communion. Oh, yeah. wow. My goodness. I never yeah. put it that way. I thought we'd just share a more low or something. <laughs> but I, maybe, maybe that too. I don't know. But no, bread. that makes more sense. It's a lot more sense. That that's, uh, celebrating communion. Anyway, that, so that's sort of a oh, that's little good. nugget. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, man, you've got me thinking all about not of this world now because I think we've taken that as a um, oh, so much of scripture. By the way, that this is the one of the the big ahas that I continually deal with. Maybe it's one of the competitions in me that mm. I'm continually trying to live. It's that that I think things are about me when so many times it's it's a it's about a community or more than just me. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So because we think we've personalized that statement. Mm -hmm. I am not of this world. Right. And we put bumper yeah, stickers on our yes, car to have. say like, I am not of this world. That, yeah. You know, this is not that there's some other, you know, heavenly focus. But what you're saying is that that's that's not that this new kingdom I'm living in is not from this world, although the implication is that I am and that the kingdom is in this world. It's just not from it. Yes. And it actually it, if you're what you're saying is that as us from this world, living in this world, we're trying to live our lives under a kingdom that's not that's not from this from world. this world. It's a it's, different system. Yeah, yeah. It's a system where instead of getting revenge, you offer forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, so and that's where the Sermon on the Mount becomes really helpful. Where you go, well, this sounds very different. Like, how how do I live under this new mm -hmm. rule and reign? And so it makes sense that Jesus announces the kingdom calls disciples, this is all Matthew 4, and then in Matthew 5 tells them, 5 through 7, tells them how to live in his kingdom. This mm -hmm. is all about the new way to live and move and have your being with God as your ruler and living in his kingdom. Yes, but it's and it's intricately tied to living here. Oh, so only, I, I mean, in that portion of the scripture yeah we yeah we have i guess we have i mean i guess you could put it this way we have zero advice on how to live in some otherworldly place right <laughs> so so it's yeah. a great that's a great way of putting it yeah. because other, i mean sometimes i think the way we think is that the goal is to just go somewhere else i'm not right. of this world so i am going somewhere else and so you know uh, but that's really not it's to it's you know to live well here. I mean, heaven obviously is a, is a, is a thing we look forward to, and I am looking forward to, um, but that, that's not what Jesus is talking about here, talking about. right? Yeah. So, and hmm. I think we know this, um, because we get to the end of the sermon and Jesus tells a story, right? And he says, every one of you that actually hears my words and does them yeah, yeah. is the person that builds their house in the rock. If you hear my words and not, and don't do them, you build on the sand. So his the hmm. the climactic point of the Sermon on the Mount is what are you going to do? What not to earn God's love? He already loves you, but are you going to choose to submit your life under His good and gracious rule and reign and live in His kingdom? Hmm. And if you do, you're wise. If you don't, you're a fool. That's what Jesus says. Yep. 
Yep. I do think, you know, as just for the sake of integrity, some people would, um, I, I think, argue, maybe rightfully so, that Jesus says, you know, in within the sermon, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father. And on that day, so it mm. does seem as though that in that portion, there's a, a future focus, but then Jesus brings it right back down mm. to the present to say, don't get caught there. Mm -hmm. This is about, this is ultimately. So I think he's, he's working like a brilliant rabbi would yeah. on two different planes. And maybe, maybe he's suggesting that the type of people that we become are the only things that we carry into eternity. That, like that, that is what mm. we carry into eternity. And that's not an original thought to me. That's a, uh, I think that's Dallas Willard. Yeah. We'll give Dallas credit for that. So, so Dallas, he, he can't tell us he's not in, in heaven. So anyway, but um, now, okay, we're getting a few good, uh, good thoughts and questions here that I don't want to get to, but uh, oh, I'm better, I better go to those because I just lost my train of thought. Okay. Um, but um, I, so uh, Carol says, um, as believers, we live under God's kingdom, but also are responsible uh, to the to the world's rulers also, right? Um, we have to do both. So here we are. She's bringing up this a great idea. Again, Carol's tracking with us here. Yeah, she is. That there's, there's multiple kingdoms yeah. in our in our life. And um, and we do have different sorts of responsibilities Yeah, um, in, in all of them. Because I'd even say that in some level, like a marriage relationship, Mm -hmm. There's also a sort of a, you're dealing with someone else's a kingdom that yeah, are coming together. A, there's right? all sorts of you know ideas like that in First Corinthians seven and offering your bodies to each other and things like that. Uh, Carol, great question, and I would say yes, yes. We we are called to be good citizens who honor our governing leaders, um, and I think the the line that we would say that I would say that you just, we can't cross is the line of ultimate allegiance. So if our government asks us to do something that violates our biblical conscience or that goes against yeah. the commands of words of Jesus, I, I think our response it has to be like the early first disciples in Acts chapter four verse, um, I forget exactly what verse, but Acts chapter four, where they said, uh, you choose for yourself, like what you have to do. But for us, we have to follow Jesus. We can't, yeah. We can't stop preaching. We've got to continue to do this. Yeah. This is part of our mandate. So um, there is a, a time to say, nope, uh, I, I can't do that. I won't do that. Um, but there, uh, as much as we can obey our government, we're commanded to. Yeah. That That's also, Josh, where we talked about that Acts 17 verse 7 last time where yeah, yeah. it talked about the early disciples turning the world upside down, claiming there is another king, mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So they're going... Yeah, we're, we're a part of Rome. We're a part of the Roman Empire. But like Caesar isn't our ultimate king. Yeah. Jesus is. And I think we can say, yeah, we're part of the United States. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden is our president, but Jesus is our ultimate king. And we surrender and submit our lives to him ultimately. Amen. Even as we submit to our governing authorities, mm -hmm. because Romans 13, we're called to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're called to submit to a lot, right? Right and to, yeah, to, to one another out one of another. reverence for Christ, all believers, yeah, to each other in a marriage, all those things. Uh, that's good. Uh, not sure if this is a, a question. I don't. It didn't. Pete doesn't have a question mark, so I don't know. But um, how to live this world with a kingdom presence? 
Um, so now I'm not sure if he's saying that this is what we're how do we getting do at. Yeah. Um, or he's asking the question, um, you know, how do we do that? Well, Maybe, let's can, go there. I, can I answer let's, that? Let's how do, do we do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, just I love the it. last part of the message. Exactly. Right? And well, it's yeah. actually where we're going over the next few weeks together. So Jesus says, come, follow me. Or he actually says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That's Matthew 4, 19. So mm -hmm. three invitations in there. Mm -hmm. Follow me. So be with me. Be next to me. Like cultivate an awareness mm -hmm. of my presence. I will make you. That's that word poye again. That mm -hmm. that constructor build. I'm gonna I'm gonna transform you. I'm gonna shape you. Jesus mm -hmm. said. So and and we know from other passages of scripture, Romans chapter eight, verse twenty nine, that he's conforming us into his likeness. So mm. be with me, become like me. Jesus says, and then he says, and I will make you fishers of men. So I'm gonna send you to do the same things that I'm doing. Mm. So. That's our, our threefold paradigm, the goals we have in our head as we seek to follow Jesus, to become disciples, to live in his kingdom, however you want to put it. We're talking about the same thing. Be with Jesus, become like Jesus, do as Jesus did. All of this guided by the power of the spirit that lives within us. Yeah. And so that's how, as we, as we do those things, as, uh, as we spend more time with Jesus, as we become more like him, the way that we, the way we interact with people, um, the way that we, the way that we pray, mm -hmm. the way that we interact with our, our Father, right? With the, the way that, uh, the way that we love people. Yeah, um, that's how we, then, as as Pete asked, uh, become a kingdom presence. Yes, and and in some ways, this is the part that back to Isaiah, what. What seems like Matthew's saying as he ties those two together is that that actually that's where the kingdom is. Mm -hmm. That what yeah. Jesus does is he's he's beginning the kingdom with those people and then saying, Okay, now you go take the kingdom. Isn't that a with great you. picture? Wow. And I, I like to have these little like what if you viewed your house as mm. a kingdom outpost in your in your oh. neighborhood, right? Huh. Um, or even this idea Paul brings up in Second um, Corinthians chapter three about carrying the aroma of Christ. Hmm. Like what a what a great image! Like that you're as you live in the kingdom, sub surrendered under the good and gracious rule of Jesus the King, that you carry His aroma with you Oof. wherever you go. That's good. That's a subway principle. That's right? the subway principle. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> what is in that bread? <laughs> It's true. It's true. If you missed it on this, this sermon this week, uh, right? Talk about the subway principle because you cannot go into Subway and then leave without smelling like Subway <laughs> the whole all day long. Thing. And what you're getting at is that that you can't be with Jesus, and 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 we we ought to be with Jesus so much that that aroma of Jesus, yeah, that we carry that aroma. Kind of. Oh, that's that's a beautiful concept. I like that. And, and I think the cool thing is you are our, our listeners, watchers, whatever you've, you've met people that do this, you know, this is possible. My guess is you just doubt whether people get that from you yeah, and, or maybe, uh, or you question, do they? And I just want to say, as you live in the kingdom, they do, they do, they, you rub off on them and somebody is thinking about you and they read about the aroma of Christ. If you're spending time with Jesus, you're mm -hmm. carrying that with you. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's a beautiful picture. Yeah. 
I, by the way, I love that that Pete Turner is uh, is on here commenting. And Pete, Pete and I go way back. We spent um, years and years um, working with kids together. Oh, right on, yeah. Sending, oh, Pete and Jerry, yeah, great. Yeah, sending them to Al Albania. He would he would lead teams for us. He was great. He he makes this comment. I think of as followers of Jesus. I live under Jesus's rule, reign, and authority as I walk on this present earth. And there is the tension. <laughs> That's what you're getting at. Yeah. There's uh, the, the, the competition. Yeah. There's that. Uh, we have to acknowledge. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel, so if we don't acknowledge that, then I, I think we're we're off in some way. So yeah. yeah great, I love this actually. And let me shout out to Pete because I remember years and years ago, uh, we were talking about the gospel and uh, this was, you know, this was in the days even when there was the, all the, the gospel centric oh, yeah. talk, yeah. right? And what is the gospel? And I remember Pete Turner saying that uh, you can't talk about the gospel without talking about the kingdom right? because that's what Jesus said. And so um, I remember that Pete, right? On. I remember that. And, uh, and you were right. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, there you go. This is a, this is a, a bit of a taste of yeah. of where uh, what the what the kingdom is and and hopefully for you this is this is some things to chew on to think about this a little bit differently and uh to uh to to look at scripture in a, in in a new light look at our calling in a new light and yeah. and, and it in fact i mean i hope i mean this to me is a is a challenge to me oh goodness to, for me too to push in and let's be a part of something more yeah can I give a little teaser of where we're going? Absolutely. So the next two messages, one is called the pursuit of God. Yeah. Or and then that's when Josh is going to give in two weeks. And then this week I'm talking about the pursuing God. Yes. I, I thought about that, that we could have called both of the messages the pursuit of God. Mm -hmm. And um that it because you can read that two ways, can't you? Totally. The pursuit of God, meaning God is pursuing. But yes. usually when we read it, we read it in the way that A.W. Tozer meant it, meaning the pursuit, our pursuit yep. of God. Yep. And this week, what I want to do is give a little bit of a paradigm shift to say that ultimately the story scripture tells is not of a people who pursue God, but of a God who pursues his people. Mm. And that we are the hunted, not the hunter. We are, we are the prey. He is the hunter. He's the hound of heaven, as the great poem says. And yes. so um, there's all sorts of implications to that, like some of which, Josh, you've heard me talk about these things, but like we often use the term in church or the phrase in church, God can't be in the presence of sin. Uh -huh. That's such garbage. Oh I mean, goodness. that's just bad theology. It's It's not biblical. Yeah. What is true, though, in case lest you turn me off and go, this guy's a heretic, what is true is that sin can't be in the presence of God. Yeah. And so that we, what we see is the whole scriptural narrative is God coming after sinners. Oh, right? yeah. Like uh, in, when Peter has this recognition that he's a sinful person in the presence of a holy Jesus, he doesn't say to Jesus, or Jesus doesn't say to him, Peter, get away get from away. me, you're sinful. You're too sinful, yeah. Peter says to Jesus, yeah. get away from, you get away from me because I am a sinful man. Yep. And that's the way the dynamic works. And yep. so, but it's Jesus getting in the boat. It's Jesus pursuing Peter. And mm. it's Peter waking up, oh my goodness, because of who I am, 
I can't come into the presence of God. And it's Jesus then forgiving him and restoring him and all these things. So anyway, that, that, that I won't go there in the message um, too explicitly, but that's behind the scenes. Totally that's is. the operating system that's sort of running as we talk about this God who is in pursuit yes. of us. Yes, I love that. because it and, and I'm so glad that we were starting with that. Yeah. Um, because that's that really is the the only way that we have any any relationship with God. Um, any kind of um, any kind of insight into Him is because He pursued us enough um, to give us a book, right? I mean, you know, to to <laughs> pursue us enough to, to send Jesus, Two books, really, according oh, yeah. to some, you know, like yeah, yeah, the book or, of nature. The, right? There you go. There you go. And the book of script, right? Like we have all of these like calls to awaken mm -hmm. all around mm -hmm. us. And I, I think it's a beautiful thing to, to be reminded of the fact that it's not that you're searching for God. It's that God is finding you. Mm. I love that. Oh, and so I mean that's a that's a great that's a great place to end because here's he's still and, and there's a sense that he's still trying to find yeah and and so you know I, my prayer for you out there is that he would find you more mm -hmm. you know I, and oh, I just think of how this fits in with the kingdom that that the more we live in the kingdom the the more he's finding us yeah. at the same time oh, it all fits uh, it all fits. Well, that's 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 our prayer uh, for you is that uh, that you may live your life more in the kingdom to be found more and more in him by him uh, that you'd accept his pursuing love. Mm -hmm. oh, what a beautiful thing. And uh, we'll be we'll be back this time. Uh, by the way, we, we're on a different time, Carol. We're not always here at two at four <laughs> o'clock. Um, who knows? Maybe we will next week. We try to do this as uh, the best we can. Um, we'll always uh, take your votes to whatever you'd like, but one, usually 6.30 on uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, we'd love your questions about anything and everything. Yes, uh, stuff going would. on in our world, uh, stuff that you hear in the sermon, questions that you have about other things, questions at efcc.org. Uh, is where you can send your questions in. You can write them here in the chat as well. Thank you so much to everybody who's Thanks, joined us. Yeah. And may God bless you. Take care, everybody.